0: Greetings, greetings, everyone. Bill Nye here. Welcome to another edition of Star Talk All Stars. I am one of those all, and today I'm joined by our co-host Eliza Schlesinger. Yes, amazing. Uh, coming out on the 24th of July, you have uh, you have a special on Netflix. You're you're an elder millennial.
1: Yes, check out my elder millennial special on Netflix. I work very hard
0: on and it. it, and it's brilliant.
1: <laughs> Thank you. It's brilliant. If it's certified by Bill Nye so. And
0: uh, she's one of the hardest working comedians in the business And today, as we so often do on Star Trek All-Stars We're going to take your questions And you know, uh, Eliza, this is kind of my favorite thing Yeah? Yes, because you don't know what's going to happen See how she covers up the questions? I don't know what she's going to ask me It's I know so exciting it's to... Yeah And as we say in the theater You've got to take that nervousness and turn it into excitement But I'm already excited
1: Yeah, I think you're going to nail this well, hit me because I was trying to answer some of these in the car, and my phone overheated from Googling.
0: So, so okay, of course it's none of my business. Don't get me wrong, but what kind of car why it you were Googling as you drove? Oh no, I was being driven. Oh, you're being driven. I was being driven. Oh, good. That's a key plot fact. Yeah. And for those of you listening to this many years after twenty eighteen. Just notice that she was being driven by a, a human. human. Yes.
1: Not a self-driving car, which will be the downfall of all modern civilization. No,
0: it'll be good. I mean, I, seriously, before we get started, my my grandfather went into World War I on a horse. Yeah. Was he Polish? No, no. He was okay. A, he was from the States, from North Carolina. Yeah. He rode a horse because that was the state of the art. That's what people did. Right. When they fought wars.
1: I just, I think it's too much power. I know this isn't a debate show, but- Think about all the times you fear getting stuck in an elevator. Multiply that by like
0: the time of speed. I gotta say, don't I don't have a fear of getting stuck in an elevator. You don't? No. I no.
1: thought everyone had that healthy fear. No, no. Or I fantasy just, of it being with an attractive person.
0: Wow. Yeah. My mind just just races. <laughs> uh, speaking of cars, but there'll be a t- here's my claim. You okay. you go to the airport, you get on the tram to go <laughs> from Terminal A to Terminal B. Yeah. You trust the tram.
1: I trust the tram.
0: Because the doors are going to open at the same place, right?
1: Oh yeah, I trust trains and stuff like that. But there's something about I'm in charge of this one vehicle and, there's, and what if the other ones aren't calibrated properly? There's just so much trust in a whole system.
0: So I drive in the Los Angeles traffic. Yeah. I see many my fellow citizens texting while they're operating motor vehicles. Yeah. Not cool. Not cool. Potentially catastrophic.
1: I just think there's if we get rid of human error, like what's robotic error,
0: and what are the margins? Well, oh, ba- bear in mind humans make robots.
1: Yeah, and then and they humans are not make perfect.
0: elevators. Very, 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 very seldom does anybody get hurt in an elevator.
1: That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. Oh, some
0: of the, some of your best
1: friends. Some Is of my like best that? material comes from elevator statistics. <laughs> okay, give us one. Uh, one time, an elevator stopped, and it was. And it was between floors. Yeah,
0: seen that. I've and been then there. the guy
1: tried to get out and it slammed down on him. That's the only time, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know when it happened. I just know it happened somewhere and <laughs> so, I think about it.
0: <laughs> consider how many elevator rides there are every every minute. You can even take it here in the Western world. You could take it to every second how many elevator rides there are. Yeah. And one guy got killed. I don't mean to be dismissive of the dead guy. It's it sounds a, like you're being dismissive drag. of
1: his experience. Well,
0: what I'm just saying is they're extraordinarily safe.
1: I'm just not into the auto-driving car All yet.
0: Right, but that aside, you got here by a human driving vehicle. Yes, a and human driving vehicle. Oh, you're me. gonna ask me that first question. It's gonna be brilliant. Take it, Eliza. Here
1: we go. Is contractually obligated by our duties to Patreon. This question must oh, go Patreon. first. Patreon,
0: thank you. Melcy.
1: Yeah, thanks, Patreon. Renee Douglas. Yeah. Does she, does she email a lot? Don't know. She one of those? Every it's, show's got one of not, those. I'm not
0: sure it's even a real name. Take okay. It.
1: Shouldn't – so that means she's already made up her mind. Shouldn't we worry about light sail getting holes in it? Oh, from yeah. From even pebble-sized asteroids? Uh,
0: pebble-sized asteroids would be actually big asteroids. So light sail, everybody. We are here in the studio of uh, the Planetary Society, the world's largest non-governmental space or- interest organization, connecting you. With space exploration, uh, so along the th- one of the, the things we do here at the Planetary Society is build our own gizmos that you fund. Planetary Society members, thank you. Keep that money. And Light is one of them.
1: So, Bill, what is Light Sail?
0: Oh, uh, uh, that's a great question. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I came yeah. up with it. So, Light is a spacecraft coming out of a standard which has emerged in the industry. These kids with the electric internet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it's a box. 10 centimeters by 10 centimeters by 10 centimeters. And then standards have emerged from that 10 by 10 by 30 centimeters, literally smaller than a loaf of bread. And out of it come these super shiny sails made of super thin mylar. And uh, they're on super stiff booms made of spring steel, cobalt steel. And when sunlight hits it, it gets pushed through space. It's amazing.
1: The light propels it.
0: Light propels it. It's no fun. fuel. So this is – it's like science fiction except it's real. On October 30th, come down to Cape Canaveral. We're going to launch the second light sail, light sail 2. It will be in orbit for a year and you will be able to see it with your naked eye. Whoa. So this is a spacecraft so shiny and so lightweight. That? I was hoping for how shiny, how low mass is it. I was hoping for that. Can you give it again? You got to tee it up again. It's so uh, low mass and so shiny.
1: How low mass and so shiny is it?
0: I'm so glad you requested uh, that the pressure of photons, just light, which is pure energy, pushes these spacecraft through space. So a reasonable – and in low Earth orbit perhaps especially, a reasonable question is what if micrometeorites or even pebble-sized things pierce the sail, which they'll go right through it. The question is shouldn't we worry? (laughs) uh, So we have. And the Thought sale material it. has rip stop features built in.
1: And what is a ripstop feature?
0: Uh, it's a, a net of uh, a clay polymer. And clay polymer is an old word. It uh, means plastic that has an alkaline group on the end of the chain of carbon and hydrogen, Which is what makes it hard to penetrate. Well, it makes it so it probably won't uh, – the rip won't propagate. Mm-hmm. So one of the questions we have – Hey, Bill, you're CEO. What's the, here, I have a question for you. Okay. What happens, I didn't get a what happens this. after it rips? I should be rips, asking this. And we don't know. So What happens ha- after it rips? We have a lot of cameras this time, and we're going to see. We're going to see how the sails deploy. The other question is, do they billow? Do they form that curve shape that we think of in sailboats? Or, ah. or is it so low mass and so the, pre- the force is so small that they don't really billow? We're going to see. So thank you for your support. October 30th, 2018. That's not her name. Be it Cape Canaveral. We're going to launch on the second, only the second Falcon Heavy Rocket. It's cool. Okay,
1: so to answer your question, Renee, uh, they worried about it, and we'll see.
0: See, that's why Eliza's here, to get my long-winded— I'm distilling it down to layman terms.
1: Yeah, well— Renee's sitting at home covered in a foil hat, very worried. She's going to be okay. You're going to be okay, mostly. Don't well, get a self-driving that,
0: car from From that, yeah.
1: Um question number two. Number two. Krabin dem kin. These are not words. Okay, fine. Kraben I-N-K-X. This is a, a
0: sobriquet, a nickname of a or a Dutch a person.
1: Craben de Kunix, uh from Instagram says, oops, yeah, well, you got two. Where of them. is
0: Instagram? Everywhere. Oh, from Holland. It's in this space. Uh, no, I kid. Take it.
1: Assuming that bigger is better. How fast can we get to the nearest star with the biggest light sail we can build right now? Oh, his name is Stefan.
0: Stefan. So Stefan, it's generally agreed that uh, 10,000 years would be fine, but there's people that want to do it in 100. And the way you would do that – so the the first number I threw out, (laughs) 10,000 years, would be using pressure light from the sun, from our sun, and maybe – if you were really good at it, you'd tack and get some more energy from other stars. But this would be very small oomph. Because
1: they're not bright enough.
0: Uh, well, they're too, far, too away. far away. They're plenty bright. Yeah. Uh, so good question. So, But the hip thing would be to put a laser on the Earth or maybe if you're just really into it, on the moon and push the solar sail
1: mm-hmm.
0: to, let's say, Proxima Centauri. Is that the In, closest star? Yeah, Proxima, nearby Centauri. I was, I was thinking for people at home.
1: Yeah, anyway. I know what Latin is. No, but I mean, it, no, but
0: I mean, it, when I grew up, there was only Alpha Centauri. Nobody talked about Proxima. Alpha's the one everybody knows. Well, because it's Alpha. It's ja. the best, but then the uh, the problem with that, if you are a responsible, thoughtful, do unto others as you would have them do unto you kind of person, it
1: sounds very sexual. I hate to make it about that, but it does.
0: No, you don't. You are <laughs> fascinating. We all are, but thank you for that. Do unto others hard is what you are saying. <laughs> All right, so, uh, so along, or as they feel, as they, and have a safe word. But, <laughs> but along this line, uh, if you were to add this much energy to a spacecraft, and the proposal is that the spacecraft would be on the order of a few square centimeters, a, a square inch or two, and you pump it with all these gigawatts of laser energy, it would arrive in this other solar system, With the equivalent of a pretty good-sized nuclear weapon. By the time it got there. Yeah. So there's an old hilarious physics gag. You can stop a locomotive with a mosquito if the mosquito is going fast enough. Yeah. It's a strange and subtle, wonderful kinetic energy thing.
1: An old physics comedy chestnut. Oh,
0: God, it's hilarious. (laughs) And so if this thing were to hit Another object like a planet with sentient beings on it—that'd be a little irresponse, yeah. Now it's very unlikely it'd hit anything. You know, most of space is empty. Most there's a lot of space in space. Nevertheless, one must give a chin wait, wait. stroke.
1: How much space is there?
0: There's so much space that I don't want to miss my cue again. Yeah, thanks. That uh, that the background radiation is barely three degrees Celsius above absolute zero. Well, if that doesn't prove it to you folks, in other words, it's crazy cold. Because all the energy, all these stars, billions of stars, all that energy is so spread out. It's not enough to move the light sail. It's, well, it is. Oh, how
1: spread out is it? Yeah. Sorry.
0: The, Should the I be sitting space. on your knee
1: just with my jaw like a dummy? No, but you
0: could also, I hope, make fun of me.
1: I've been. Yeah. I've been having a oh, private you? conversation with <laughs> camera B. <laughs> uh, so uh, so wait, see, the question is, how fast,
0: come on, Bill. How fast is it?
1: How fast can we get to the nearest star? Is that for your parking meter? Uh, no, is that isn't that your first? thing?
0: Is it my thing? It's coming
1: from inside the
0: house. Oh, it's, it's, it's me. coming from I, inside the thought, jacket. We thought we had turned it off. Sorry about that.
1: So your answer was 100 years, ideally.
0: 100 years is the current plan, uh, and there's one company called Starshot that wants to try this. And I just – the last time I looked into it, it was – a couple of pulses of three minutes of several gigawatts, my recollection is five gigawatts, five billion watts, okay which is more energy than say a big country like the United States puts out in a year. Uh-huh. so it's an ambitious thing. It's a lot yeah okay but uh, the longest journey starts with a bit of single step. Maybe somebody's got a huge idea, and maybe there's a way to steer it and maybe there's a way to take pictures of the other solar system send them back here at the speed of light, four years, and you would learn something about the other star si- system without causing trauma. It's reasonable.
1: Pick up your case of star shots at any local wine and beer ah, store. Like a
0: star shot.
1: Crab and on Instagram, Stefan again. Now, he says there's an emphasis on the word finally, and it feels like he's asking you like a kid would ask a parent, Dad, when will we finally get to go back to the moon?
0: Uh, that's a great question. So... We at the Planetary side are very active also in uh, politics. So as we say, space exploration, science writ large, is political, but it's best not partisan. So let us all remember that the original landing on the moon, landings on the moon, were the result of the Cold War. You weren't weren't around for that, right? Nope, I know all that. But so the Russian uh, space agents or Soviet space agents. They call them cosmonauts. They still do. I know, it's weird. What's wrong with that? They're in the cosmos. We say
1: astro, they say cosmos. Well, we're in the
0: stars, they're in the cosmos. We got our heads up our
1: asses, they're in the cosmos. (laughs) But in China,
0: (laughs) you may be right. So in China, you know, they're taikonauts. Which is because they have a different word for all sorts of like
1: things. Like Tai Chi, like T-A-I? I, I
0: guess, yes, with a co, Taiko not. Anyway, so along this line, uh, there was a Cold War, and it was agreed to within ourself that uh, getting to the moon with humans would be the thing to do. First. And the, remember that the Soviet Space Agency landed on the moon, brought back rock samples from the moon robotically before anybody walked there but when people walked there that's when everybody went nuts okay we won the cold war let's you know we're waiting for the soviet union to go out of business Wall which it down. did eventually yep and so uh, at that time the nasa budget the world's largest space agency was 4% of the federal budget 4% today it's about 0.4% n- nibbling at 0.5% so half back a percent up there. <laughs> well in other words <laughs> It's, uh, it's, it's an eighth of what it was back then. Right. So your expectations might best be around an eighth. Well, so also, you,
1: that's not a priority
0: to go back to the moon as much as it is to go to
1: Mars or build Now
0: a you're talking. Yes. Been to the moon, done that. However, people make a very compelling arg- argument. Gus Schmidt, well, the only scientist ever to walk on the moon, uh, makes a compelling argument to go to the moon and learn how to do this before you try to go to Mars. On the other hand—
1: Practice.
0: On the other hand— As we like to say in – is Neil here? Astrophysics. He's under the table. uh, Is that it's a big gravity well, the moon is. You land on the moon and getting back off the moon takes a lot of (laughs) – except in space, there's no sound. Get off the moon and go to Mars. But uh, these arguments are made. But let me tell you this for your consideration and chin stroke.
1: We never landed on the moon. Have a great night, you guys. Is
0: that not it? People landed on the moon. (laughs) But consider this: It's almost impossible in the current political environment to fund both a human exploration program to the moon or Mars and the International Space Station. If you try to do both, the money's not there. Mm. So, if you want to petition your congressman or senator, or if you're living uh, off in not in North America, if you want to petition your people to in a, in a joint international venture. To send people to the moon or Mars, please do that. We
1: have that information right at the bottom of the screen.
0: Well, it's at planetary.org, your homepage. Right there. I mean after BillNye.com. But uh, what what I'm saying is it's right now you probably can't have the space station and human exploration into deep space. Probably can't fund both. These are what we call the political realities, man. So think, give that some thought. If you want to increase the NASA – but NASA is the world's largest space agency by a factor of three uh, with all the other agencies combined. I mean Vietnam has got a space agency, but it's not as big. I have a follow-up question.
1: Yes. As, as an ancillary question to the greater answer that you were getting into. Chris Gallaty at Google+, Plus, whatever that is, says, Do you see crowdsourcing as a viable model for funding pure science moving forward? Is there a need for a crowdfunding platform for – a perhaps tax-deductible contribution that would allow the public to bypass politics and fund science they value directly? you got one minute.
0: The answer is absolutely it depends. (laughs) So in other words, let's take the example of LightSail, our beloved spacecraft. Mm -hmm. It's small enough where a Kickstarter campaign could fund a substantial fraction of it. Building a telescope to detect asteroids, as the B612 Foundation wanted to do for a while, You can't raise $450 million, U.S. dollars, with a Kickstarter. It's just not enough people show up. So the the small things for sure, citizen science for sure, great big things where there's no clear economic benefit, just exploration for exploration's sake, not so much. So, you know, this has been exciting, Eliza. This is our first time together Mm -hmm. here on Star Talk All-Stars, but we will be right back after this. Turn it up loud. Greetings, greetings, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Star Talk All-Stars. I am one of all of those co-host stars. And today, join me by a co-host star. Don't don't say star. No, Eliza Schlesinger, the hardest-working comedian in show business. In this room. 24 (laughs) July, watch for her special uh, uh, Elder Millennial, which is brilliant. Thank you. It's brilliant. You will laugh till your sides ache. And that's not that's a good thing, but we were talking about solar sailing.
1: Well, I was getting into you know we've been talking about light sail one uh, two this whole time. Yes, begs the question: What happened to light sail one?
0: Oh, light sail one, very successful three years ago, flew in Earth orbit. It was a secondary payload, as we call it, on an Air Force mission, and uh, it flew for th- almost eight weeks. Pushed through space by sunlight, and we deployed the sails. We looked at the sails, and by deploy, the bzz, 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 except it's in space, there's no sound. The sails came out, and we observed it. Took some pictures, but Light Sail Two is very similar spacecraft, just much more capable. Will be able to steer. It will be able to raise its orbital energy, increase its energy, and it will stay in space for about a year. So, what happened to one? So, when you deploy something that's that big. Uh, in low earth orbit even above the atmosphere where you could not breathe for an instant mm-hmm. there are some air molecules and they drag it down it dragged down and she burned up and that's actually you want to do that she burned
1: the light burned her up
0: no the atmosp- scraping atmosphere scraping against the atmosphere at supersonic speeds burned her up I mean super supersonic speeds but you want that in fact you're required when you fly satellites now to have them deorbit. Yeah, that's a verb yeah <laughs> It, within 25 years.
1: Too fast to live.
0: Well, and, uh, it, it, the space is getting cluttered, and, uh, and this is a real concern. We're space once, is getting
1: cluttered? Yes. So the idea of shoot, launching our garbage out into outer space is a bad idea?
0: That's a bad idea. Well, what are we going to do with it? can't be in the ocean. Well, we have to. In other words, let's reuse our, our trash. You heard it here, folks. Recycle. So somebody's going to be mining uh, landfills, Bill predicts. Oh. No, but you would get all that plastic that everybody's complaining about. We'll turn it into something cool.
1: I've uh, heard a fact that every piece of plastic ever made is still in existence today.
0: That's probably right. Isn't that Except crazy? with the possible exception of some corn plastic, which was a- Well, there's always the exception of corn plastic. Well, Everybody but I mean, there's that. some plastics that polymers made that just fall apart. I had a corn plastic coffee mug. And after five or six years, it just kind
1: of. You <laughs> had a corn plastic plate.
0: Uh, <laughs> corn <laughs> pa- but anyway, you guys, plastic, If being nice about it is 300 years. So and plastic was only invented a century ago.
1: Yeah, so, so quit getting those straws. Well, the straw You can drink with your mouth. So,
0: Eliza, this is a good example. Yeah, I have a straw. So now everybody's talking about, everybody's concerned about drinking straws being made of plastic and our habit as bartenders and bartendresses.
1: Why'd you point at me? I don't. Because
0: you're a woman. I'm not a bartender. You're a part bartendrix in Latin. (laughs) And so. Sounds
1: like I live in a cave and have eight heads.
0: You're a woman serving drinks in a bar, flirting with men, getting huge tips. Okay, so uh, along this line, we have taken for granted that people put a straw in the drink as a decoration. Yeah. So we'll stop that.
1: Stop it. Or just, just don't panic. Use your lips to drink. Not everything has to be out of a straw, and people just give them at restaurants, and it drives me crazy.
0: So what we'll do, we'll make straws out of degradable materials or reusable materials. Chocolate. Stainless Stainless steel straws with the logo of the restaurant it'll be really cool to smuggle one out then after a while you'll have a whole collection of them "Ah."
1: and then
0: they'll just stay in circulation well how are we going to wash those straws we'll figure it out No, this whole idea that it's an unsolvable problem is just crazy making to us engineers
1: what makes it tricky is they don't know how to wash them chuck it down and then people are going to be like I got sick from a dirty straw and then because we're so sue happy in this country that's why everything's so disposable because we just want to get rid of the problem so
0: speaking of uh cultures you mentioned this country
1: the u.s we're broadcasting from the u.s
0: when you go to uh antarctica Mm -hmm. and you're there with the u.s people all the plates and everything is thrown are thrown away when you go to greenland the ice sheet project in greenland all the cups and saucers are washable and they have this super special washing machine Mm -hmm. uh, dishwashing machine because for them it's unesthetic to drink out of disposable stuff, they just hmm. don't, they don't like the the feel of it. So we can change. We can change. We will make straws washable. This is a solvable problem. Everybody, don't don't pay. Oh, man, how about this? What if we genetically modify bamboo?
1: Yes, and they talked about this on Shark Tank, and they had bamboo chopsticks, and the the whole thing was that like nobody was going to pay that premium for chopsticks to save the environment, but I would. Yeah, you would. You're especially. already paying an arm and a leg for your sushi.
0: So, quit eating tuna. Uh, by the way, along this line, this is another solvable problem. Here's the thing about bamboo: if you haven't been around it, it grows like a weed, and so it's a renewable resource. Resource, right now, so we could make. Uh, let's. I'm, I'm imagining a drinking straw bamboo that would be. It's already reusable. in a
1: straw shape.
0: That's what I'm saying. It's to tubular. You. Would anybody listen to me? No, my genius is unrecognized. No, that's, that's just how a, I feel. Well, it's look about my stand up. Blow it up. Okay, blow it up. I blow it up. <laughs>
1: Do you want more questions about the light sale?
0: Uh, it's up to you. You're driving the ship over Welcome here. Welcome back
1: to Straw Talk.
0: <laughs> but this is a solvable problem, you guys. I, I'm serious. As an engineer, you as soon as you go, look at you right on. I was getting heated because we should not have straws. But this is a solvable problem. Instead of going into it, you're bad. You shouldn't be drinking straw. And this is bad. We'll just accept that we used to do that and we won't anymore.
1: I think that's the key to a lot of social change. We so, used to. Now we don't. So I am so old. How old are you? So
0: old. I remember my grandmother had tea bags with what they called tea leads in the corner.
1: Is that the thing that weighed oh, them down? A
0: little triangle of lead, and to make the tea bag sink. That's what you want in your tea, folks. So we were drinking lead. Look, I'm yeah. fine, but we were drinking <laughs> lead. These cameras are not on. And we used to think that was like okay. So yeah, we, but we don't do that anymore.
1: We don't do that anymore. So
0: we're not going to have plastic drinking straws in the future, and we'll all look. And there'll be movies with the drinking straws, and we'll.
1: All, <laughs> By the way, I'd also like to say this. Please. Whatever we do to the planet, the
0: planet will be fine. It's humans that yes. won't be fine. Blow it up, Eliza. The planet's yes. going
1: to be here as it has been.
0: We want to save the planet for us. Selfishly. Humans. For us Americans. <laughs> what? No. no, no okay. Um, Further, okay. And of course, there are a few humans I wouldn't mind if they...
1: And I think we have a list of those humans right here, Bill. <laughs> uh, lead on. You have an ant that you don't like? Okay. Shane Sanders from Facebook... If we had enough of them, could light sails or similar devices used to move through space ever be tethered and used to augment the speed of rotation slash revolution of the Earth or moon? And would there be any ecological benefit to ever do such a thing?
0: That's such a long question. No, it's not. In other words, (laughs) is there enough energy and sunlight to affect the spin of the Earth and the orbit of the moon?
1: Why would you want to mess with that?
0: People who long for the ancient dinosaur days—
1: what, like end timers, end of oh, timers?
0: They had 18-hour days apparently.
1: So do the French. <laughs> Why do we want that? Uh,
0: they do? Yeah,
1: they, they take – like it's a very relaxing. Oh,
0: instead of 20... – I just meant like
1: an 18-hour. like Yeah, instead of 24. Like everything's just very <laughs> – In other
0: words, they work six hours is what you're trying to say. I was in
1: Europe recently and I was like, how long is your lunch?
0: Oh, good. But was that like was not hours. a bad thing.
1: It is if you're trying to get something
0: done. Oh, well. That aside <laughs> – yes. uh, so consider this. Uh, uh, st- uh, what was Shane? It? Shane, Shane Sanders. Uh, the Earth and the Moon are hit with sunlight all the time. If you made them super shiny, you would reflect more energy into space. But I think I know what you are saying. You'd have a spacecraft that's super shiny on a on a stick, and you would uh, use it uh, like a lever, like a capstan, like a uh, long wrench, like a lug wrench to take the lug nuts off your wheels to get the earth to spin faster i just don't think there's enough energy to do it so on every square meter of solar sail there's about nine micro newtons of force so are you hip to a newton i know that is named for isaac newton that's right but a Newton not the cookie it, with the fruit in it <laughs> uh, probably not yeah, quarter? probably not, but they okay. existed. Anyway, a Newton is a metric unit of force that does not use gravity as a standard. Like a pound relies on gravity is where it started. But just to give you a sense, a Newton's a little less than a quarter of a pound, so it's about a stick of butter.
1: Is it ironic that it doesn't use gravity when he was the one that came up with gravity? Is that like actually an no, F-U to him? No,
0: no, no. It's, it's this tribute to his genius. By Hold trolling it. him. Everybody, everybody. It is an enormous, amazing insight. Eliza, oh, okay. that not only is your pen and these sheets of paper being pulled down by the gravity of the earth. And
1: everything, yeah.
0: You look great. <laughs> Thank you. You do. You look great. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh, I wouldn't change a thing. But <laughs> all the molecules, everything in the paper and pen are ever, ever, ever so slightly pulling the earth up. Do, 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 do. It's just such, it's just an amazing insight.
1: Up through space? Well,
0: toward each other. I mean, the word up is a human construct. Yeah. But it, it's just together. This, yeah. Mutual attraction. In juntos. It's just amazing. And so uh, it's really a tribute to his insight that gravity's not involved in the unit named after him. So a micronewton's very little. It's a billionth of the stick of butter. So... Uh, I don't think there's enough force to change the rotation of the Earth. By the way, the moon's moving away from us.
1: <gasps> how's that going cool. to affect tides?
0: Yeah, it's a great question.
1: That's my question.
0: So, you, uh, the Eliza farther, from
1: Facebook asks, how's uh, that going to affect tides?
0: Uh, they will be ever so slightly smaller. And by the way, we have spacecraft that can measure that now.
1: Whoa. Is it a good or a bad
0: thing? It's cool. Okay, cool. No, we, we have ability to understand the universe, the cosmos, in a way that our ancestors could just barely imagine. It's fantastic. What, it's, there's no more exciting time to be alive, you guys. Let's do this. Let's yeah. stop making plastic drinking straws and do something else.
1: Let's do something else. Let's answer another question. Yeah. Now this is a departure from what we've been talking about. How weird? <laughs> uh, GC Mastiff, GCC Mastiff on Instagram says. What is the point of Project Starshot? Because we were talking—I'm sorry, not a departure. We talked about it. I made a drink joke. Why bother sending multiple probes to the Alpha Centauri system at a fraction of light speed if they will only have small amounts of time to get photos and collect data before they leave the system because they're going so fast?
0: But it's what's the other option? No, it's a fantastic idea. If you could yeah. get photographs, images from another s- solar system— that's why we do it in in the amount of time a human's around, it would be amazing. Because, like you said, it could be thousands of years or a hundred years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it would be an
1: You're amazing. You're lucky to see those pictures, GCC McStaff. No, but I mean, McStiff, it's really an amazing
0: McStiff. thing to. It's a visionary idea. However, it, right now in the current level of thinking, uh, it takes a huge amount of electricity to make to pump these lasers, and it takes an extraordinary spacecraft to get out there with extraordinary instruments. But it's visionary, and uh, or how about this? It's fantastic science fiction. Speaking, so we'll see.
1: Speaking of science fiction and visionary, we know that finding life outside of our planet will be the most impactful discovery in our history.
0: We don't know that. I kind of agree, pretty much totally with that. Really, because I think
1: Uber is probably up there.
0: No, but you understand. Here, I do understand. It's a joke. I know, but here's what's amazing about question. Uber. Okay. We had no one this is anticipated about self-driving
1: cars. Well, no
0: one anticipated it.
1: Right. No one saw it coming.
0: But when we had the technology in place of global information, it changes the world. Go ahead. I was just saying. I think it's pretty great. Do you
1: anticipate a huge backlash against science when this happens, or do you think people will embrace it and our place in the universe? Well,
0: I think it'll be the same old thing. First of all, people think it's— The devil. Yeah, disagrees with the Bible. Sure. It'll be a a lot of that. And then there'll be people in denial about it. And then there'll be people embracing it. And then after a while.
1: It'll just be the status it'll quo. It'll just
0: be a status quo. Like a but strawless it, world. Like a strawless world. They'll have
1: to come to people younger than me to ask grandma what were straws.
0: And then they'll tell them. How will you, what will your voice be like then?
1: It'll be my like, kids younger than me. Ah, there was once a tube. You could sip your coffee efficiently. But it made things hotter. And colder because of the compression of particles,
0: <laughs> because of all that surface area in the straw. Uh, so, uh, uh, you guys, it's an extraordinary thing. Yeah, uh, it's there's it's an exciting time to be alive because we can share all this information.
1: Well, then, so the next question again from Crabby Crab Crab guy from Instagram, and Dam.
0: Is he uh, unhappy? Is, that, is he is he curmudgeonly? I
1: don't. It's Crabbin Dam Cune. I-N-K-X. Does he
0: walk sideways like a crab? I don't think we can just ask medical conditions. I think there's like oh, right, no. you're right. You're right. What
1: role will and should artificial intelligence play in space travel? Love, Oh, it, it just
0: simplifies things. So artificial – here's the trouble. I could have told you that. Uh, compare flying a plane uh, to uh, an autopilot. So there, you can make a plane just like a sports car. The more maneuverable it is, the less stable it is. Okay, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Does Stefan know what you mean? Because I know. How about this? this. A bicycle you can't ride. No hands. This
1: is going back to the auto-driven car thing, and I'm not taking the bait. Well, but I'm not buying. In other words, there's so many
0: there's so many control inputs required that a human can't do it. So artificial intelligence. This is machines that learn from their mistakes. And continually Ooh. refine their ways of uh, executing commands, algorithms. They're learning. They're learning. Yeah, that this will help enable. This will enable spaceflight. Uh, like, how about this? Controlling the temperature of a big spacecraft. One side gets hot. One side gets cold. Gets cold. You'd want a whole bunch of sensors and coolant tubings to enable that spacecraft to operate without having catastrophic Manual heat things adjusting. Also, the label. So, this is fun, isn't it, everybody? I'm going to have to. This let's... is the most fun. It's Star Talk All Stars. We got one more question. No, we're going to have to be right back. No, uh, no uh, you can
1: answer it in one word. Okay, go
0: ahead. One, one word. word.
1: Ready? Yes. You, adjective, Yes. noun. Roger Warren from Facebook says, How excited are you for the James Webb Space Telescope? Very
0: excited. Star Talk All Stars
1: will be back right after this.
0: Greetings, greetings, Bill Nye here. Welcome back to another edition of Star Talk All Stars. I am an All Star co-host, and today uh, we are joined by Eliza Schlesinger. And yeah. if it's if it's on or before the twenty fourth of July, I hope you're watching her special, uh, Millennial Elder.
1: Elder Millennial.
0: Elder Millennial, which is brilliant.
1: Read the cue card, Bill.
0: There's we don't, we don't have those, but it's all good, you guys. You should watch the special; it's brilliant. It's brilliant. So uh, we're taking questions yeah. because it's Star Talk All Star, and this is all about you, 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 you. Uh, take it, Eliza.
1: All right, here we go, Bill. As you know, this episode is being sponsored by My Radar, and we've got a cosmic query for you from one of their users, Mike B. says he wants to know if there's a big fire risk from exploring moons or planets with lots of methane in the atmosphere. Also, does lightning happen on the moon and other planets?
0: Lightning happens on other planets, but not our Earth's moon. And th- you can see these pictures of this uh, from, with our spacecraft that have been out there to your Jupiters, your Saturns, and your nearby moons. Now, uh, fire risk. Something that's remarkable. If you got nothing to do—no, if you have, you're a busy— you're productive. Yeah. Nevertheless, you're going to take a few moments and look at promotional videos from gas companies by gas natural gas that for cooking or heating or running your natural gas electric generator. Okay. A striking demonstration. There's a gas meter, mm-hmm. right? Where the gas goes through in a little impeller, and Yeah. and how much gas you bought and how many cubic feet in English units. The guy takes a torch. <laughs> to the gas meter and it doesn't blow up. That's the way he shows that there's no leak? That that's the way he shows that without oxygen the methane, the natural gas will not burn. So if oh. you go to a planet where it's all methane, uh, there's no ox- there's not enough oxygen to make it burn. It's just crazy you need
1: oxygen for a fire. I mean,
0: you think you walk up to a freaking gas meter with a torch, you but would there's expect there's
1: oxygen all around. Yes. So it's you not would enough? expect
0: a catastrophic catastrophe. But no, it's an amazing demonstration, which I've seen a couple times. It's a this risky is, demonstration. Well, the gas company showing off. These are guys who are confident. Badass. Uh, yeah, this right? is exactly what it they is. They just show ass. up like, I'm not and getting paid me, that much, but yeah. check this out. And so let's keep in mind that the, the torch is fed by oxygen. The Fire Triangle, Eliza, can I say the Fire Triangle? It's a
1: gay club in West Hollywood.
0: Haven't been. Okay. But, well, uh, not that out. there's anything wrong with that. Because there's star shots for a dollar every Tuesday night. Uh, really? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: That's a good value. So what are the three things in the fire triangle?
1: The three things in the fire triangle are methane.
0: Well, fuel.
1: Fuel. Oxygen. Oxygen. And some sort of kindling. Heat. Heat.
0: Blow it up. Pshh. So uh, don't blow it up. So it's really an amazing thing that without oxygen, you can take a torch to the gas meter, and we presume you could take a torch to the Titanic atmosphere, the atmosphere of Titan, and not have a catastrophic fire. That's a cool question.
1: What's the atmosphere of Titan? Where is this?
0: It's uh, methane and and other. uh, carbon, because on chain other planets things. there's no oxygen. Well, very little. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. That's why you can't breathe in space. Yeah. So. Right. <laughs>
1: All right.
0: Not that we've tried. We're taking people's word for it. Okay. Uh, reliable people.
1: Reliable people. Credible people. Scientists. Uh, men of science. Future shaman. On Instagram says, "With three D, I don't know why I picked this one. With three D printers, growing efficiency. How soon do you think, combined with AI, could we build space bases with minimal to no human necessary?" Love
0: Shane. So, uh, what Shane calls three D printing, we also like to call additive manufacture. Where you're adding. Instead, but you think about you know this word whittling or Mm -hmm. carving, yeah. So you're removing material, Mm -hmm. right? So machinists, metal people, do the same thing. They cut away material. You drill a hole, you're Mm -hmm. removing material. Drill a hole for a fastener, a rivet, for example. If you will. Yeah. Or a screw. Uh, Anyway, uh, you're removing material. But what if you were adding material? So people think – right now there's a lot of speculation about having a 3D printer – an additive manufacturer machine, to make spare parts for spacecraft. Just
1: like on standby in yeah. case something went wrong. So
0: instead of taking boxes or tool chests full of spare parts, you would take this machine that could make a spare part. Because hmm. uh, as we say in in, in airplanes, one test That's is worth, worth a, th- a thousand. I huh? thought we were saying it. We are saying i
1: am doing it with you. <laughs>
0: Uh, one, one test, test is, is worth a 1,000 thousand expert exper- opinions. opinions. Nicely we'll do right done. By. So you think you know what's going to break on your spacecraft. Right. You're pretty sure. But it's not till you get out there and really try it that you find out what really did break. It's more efficient
1: out. to have something on standby might to be. make those parts. It
0: might be. And so this idea is so pervasive in the space community right hmm. now that when you buy your American girl Luciana doll who is an astronaut okay her mars habitat comes with a 3d printer miniature simulation cool little gizmo oh my gosh it's cool so is you know cool. we've
1: come a long way from easy bake ovens yeah you
0: know, so you know bt dubs out there everybody yeah I'm a mechanical engineer. I barely managed to get my undergraduate degree because uh, I I did fine. I was on the dean's list, but that's neither here nor there. But now women outnumber men in college, outnumber men in technical universities, outnumber men in graduate degrees, outnumber men in postgraduate degrees. And so uh, the future is almost certainly going to include a great, many more women in science and technology. Okay. And Luciana, the American, uh, American girl astronaut, is kind of cool. She's Chilean. The book, the book that comes with, I mean, has some issues. But the other thing is cool. It comes with a 3D printer. So we do send spacecraft out where things go wrong, but and we do our best to fix them. Yes. And the Curiosity rover— by way of example, in long-winded bill fashion, the tires are wearing out, and everybody thought we had the tires pretty much fixed figured out. You know, yeah. it's the fourth rover on Mars, and the tires. I think
1: wearing. by now you would, you get it. Yeah. What? We get the tires. So at we least. have to
0: drive backwards and literally around in circles to keep the tires functional.
1: Just send Luciana out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Your
1: easy Bake 3D printing kit.
0: But Easy Bake ovens are cool. Okay. Never, this Let me go I ahead. Never, I never had one. They're cool. I mean, I no, know it's what it is. Ma- so you know. As we say, cooking is art. Oh, I thought you say fundamental. Baking yeah. is science. Yes, it is. It's and, true. And so you learn that the fundamentals of baking with an easy. I was quite jealous of Do a girl Do you really? Because it's
1: like here's a packet, put in some water. There's no eggs, so no one can get sued. Uh, well, it's the start of things.
0: But right. It's, it's the start of things.
1: The start of learning how to follow directions in a scientific and, manner. And.
0: And uh the irreversible nature of chemical reactions, so That's,
1: yeah once a cake is baked, you cannot unbake it.
0: testify testify. you
1: cannot unbake that cake pass around the collection plate, put some cake in it. you ready for the next question? Wow, I'm
0: Jewish too. I don't even know what it <laughs> uh, but uh, they do hit you up, and there's a tradition of co- contribution for, right? all of all religions sure yeah. it's a... Uh, It's it's an organization. It's like the Planetary Society, only we're advancing space science and exploration, enabling you to connect with space. Go ahead,
1: (laughs) DG Matt Seven on Instagram says light sails. We're going back to light sails. Seem like a great method of space travel. What are some of the limitations of light sails that restrict them?
0: Oh well, it's a fantastic thing. It's just we're trading time for cost. So uh, you get in space. So. It takes a long time to get places with a solar sail. However, hundred
1: years ideally. Well, that's more. the
0: laser-driven one. But if you want to take have a, a a take cargo to Mars, for example, it takes a long time. Uh, but there's no fuel, so you greatly, greatly, greatly reduce the cost. Mm-hmm. And furthermore, there are a couple of missions, as we call it in the biz, that the solar sails ideal for. When you want, let's say, you don't want your communications spacecraft your satellites to get ruined or disabled by a corona massage a right. from the sun right big magnetic stuff a solar flare out. solar flare solar flare for us that yeah. only lightly read national geographic solar flare particles protons go streaming through space mm-hmm. at high speeds high speeds but way slower than light okay yeah no but i mean so it's important yeah. so if you had a solar sail in, as we call it, an inferior orbit, closer to the sun than the Earth is, you could keep station with the Earth. And go around. And so you could the solar sail spacecraft could have gizmos on it that listen or look for the solar flare, detect it, radio us on Earth, and then we would have our communication satellites turn their back on the solar flare for a few hours— let the particles go by, and then. And here's the thing: the we're anticipating
1: sails, the move of an enemy. The sun so, is the
0: enemy. Well, it's, uh, enemy. Keep it close, but you not too get, close. No. Yeah. So it, it would wrinkles. It's a unique mission. And okay. The other thing is, there are certain missions where you could be above the one of the north or south pole. And stay there sort of indefinitely with the solar sail. That's you it. could
1: to save energy. You could hover. It's you could almost do this with regular airplane travel. What if the plane just hovered, like a helicopter, and we just let the
0: Earth rotate? That's a good question. It's right? a cool question. But here's the thing: does it
1: take more energy to remain stationary well, or propel forward?
0: So you're asking in a kind of an inertial Isaac Newton question for those of you listening earlier. That's so what they call here, me. say it again. That's what they call me. Yeah. <laughs> really? So. <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, You, the ocean, the airport, the airplane, everybody is spinning the Mm -hmm. atmosphere. Everybody's going around. So when you say stationary, you really have to get up and fly backwards against the moving atmosphere in order to be what you would perceive as stationary. You
1: couldn't hover.
0: You could – Hover. You have to – Fly backwards because you're all started out going this way.
1: Well, if you're flying backwards, you may as well turn the plane around and fly forward. Well, and there, and then you see and then here, here we are. Flight. So, <laughs> so along a this flight. line,
0: you, people say to you, Eliza, yeah, why did the European Space Agency put its uh, launch uh, facility in French Guiana? Because it's close to the prime meridian. It's close to the equator. To the equator. So that's when right. you, but that's it. So when that's you take off way. from the equator, well, but. It, you're getting the spin of the earth to help you go through Cause space. because yeah, you're faster. It goes faster. And so that's why – or a big reason why Cape Canaveral ended up in Florida. It's really far – as far as you can get in the lower 48 south, have ocean to the east. So yeah. when you screw up, you land in the ocean. Because
1: people were like, why Florida? And now <laughs> we know. It wasn't because of the community – <laughs> or the surrounding area. Or,
0: or the, the, the retirement benefits. Mm-mm. Not at
1: first. But so, that's, what it, that's why. Yeah. It's to g- get
0: close to the equator, equator with an ocean to land in. And so bear in mind, there are a lot of people in New Mexico and Texas who want to have spaceports because it's south and still in the lower 48 where you can drive a train car full mm-hmm. of heavy rocket stuff.
1: Lower 48 meaning lower 48 states?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. What do, are we just not counting like Maine and New Hampshire?
0: They're farther from the equator.
1: There's so many states that are farther
0: from the equator than Florida. Uh, Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You want to be close to the equator.
1: Oh, lower 40. All uh, of them. Sorry. uh, uh, (laughs) immediately took it as an insult. With
0: that said, we do launch spacecraft from Alaska to go over the top, over the North Pole. Because you're already so far up there. That's right. Right. Huh. It's not magic, people. It's
1: Space, science.
0: Yes. Listen, if you're- Specifically, it's rocket- Science. Yes. And if
1: you're in French Guiana, we want to hear from you. How is this- cool. It's beautiful. Affecting you.
0: The launch facility is cool. And so through the, you can say what you will about colonization or settling, using European technology to take over another continent. But something that has happened historically is the European Space Agency launches from uh, French French Guiana, Guiana, a colony, a former colony. So it's it's cool. It's fantastic. So you guys, that's been another episode of Star Talk All Stars. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks to our patrons on Patreon. Yeah, big fun today. Uh, my co-host has been Eliza Schlesinger. I'm. You know what? I'm I'm anxious. Can I say co-host? Because I'm I'm supposed to be an all-star. Right. But you're you're just a co-star. You're just. A, come on, she's a co-star. They didn't tell you to
1: say just. That's fantastic. Don't be that so. If it's the
0: twenty fourth of July or sooner, check out her special. Uh, she, you are the elder millennial. I am
1: the elder millennial. I know there's plenty of you out there. All of us, thirty five to thirty, elder millennials, mm-hmm. and the special is called Elder Millennials on Netflix. Turn it up loud. Turn it up loud. Thanks work. for
0: joining us on Star Talk All Stars. We'll see you next time. Let's do the news thing. Keep looking up.